The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. Welcome to our next Ensign Services podcast. Uh, I'm Clay Christensen, and I'm here with Raquel Patterson. Raquel, good to have you. Hi, Clay. How are you? Good. She is one of our human resources ninjas and uh, and, and sometimes known as the princess of human resources. No. What other titles did you want me to... Just HR Ninja. Oh, okay. HR Ninja. No princess. So <laughs> she, uh, uh, a while ago did a great podcast on interviewing and we've had a lot of inquiries and people that have wanted follow-ups on that uh, podcast. And so this is our follow-up discussion on, on how to be more effective interviewers. We're not talking about how to interview effectively because obviously we don't want you to leave. Uh, but, right. but as far as being a great <laughs> interviewer, we, we want to be better at that. Now, Raquel, one of the things that I am a big fan of is peer interviewing. Uh, if I were running a skilled nursing facility or a home health operation, I love finding kind of my culture warriors. Let's say that I'm interviewing a nurse. I love finding a nurse who is like a culture warrior and bringing them in and asking them to interview these people that might be their, their future partners. But the problem with that is they're, they're not quite sure how to interview. I like that it elevates them. I like that it, it, it makes them feel like they're a, uh, an owner in the operation. I also like what it says to the interviewee that, that you know, they're saying, hey, if I get a job here, I might have a say in the people that come and work with me. For, for all sorts of reasons, I, I like peer interviews. But, but they don't know how to do them. And, and oftentimes, they've, they've never had any training. And, right. And so... Um, I want to I want to have this podcast be a tool for them to become more comfortable as an interviewer. So here's my first question for you, Raquel, and it's it's a little bit uh, complicated. When when I'm in an interview, I sort of feel like we're playing an interview game. I'm in the role of the interviewer. The interviewee is in the role of the interviewee. Uh, they tend to know certain questions that are going to come and they have their prepared answers. And some people are really good at playing the game and some people are not good at playing the game. It's kind of like dating. You right, know, especially, you, especially if you're doing a peer interview, right? Be and you're interviewing for a specific position, yeah. you know exactly what they're going to ask you. Like um, if it's, it's, if, you if it's related to nursing, yeah. you know all how to answer those, those nursing questions. Yeah. And that's like I say. It's I kind of liken it to dating. When I, I when I'm dating somebody, I want to put my my best foot forward. No, do you not agree? I put my <laughs> best foot. I want to open the door. I, I do all of these things that make me look really courteous. And then we get married, and the real me comes out. And and uh, and I don't. I want to get is past that. I, the real me is scary. And I want to get past that. And I want to. I want to make sure that we find a way to to discover the real person. So. How do we get outside of this interview game 
and really discover the real person. Do you have any suggestions for that? You know, from what I've seen a lot, when they're doing, when, when peer interviews are conducted, they already know what they're going to ask, right? A lot of times they ask, well, why did you get into nursing? Mm-hmm. Um, how many years have you done this? How long, why are you leaving this employer? What is your so, greatest strength? Exactly. Yeah. You know, what are areas that you can improve on and so forth? Um, you know, in order to determine and help to find that correct or right candidate as a, in, during the peer interview, I think the best way is, first of all, make sure you're, pre- you're prepared, right? As Don't, the interviewer. As an interviewer. Uh-huh. Let, let the interviewer know ahead of time, hey, we have someone coming in in about an hour. Will you have time? If not, find someone else that does have the time. That way they can prepare ahead of time. Prepared, Show like them, writing down questions that they would have prepared? What do, you, what do you mean by prepared? Right. I mean, maybe give them a copy of the of the application so that okay. they, they can kind of review what their former responsibilities were okay. or a resume and also having maybe some unconventional questions that they're going to ask this individual, their, uh-huh. their candidate. So there are, um, right in the first podcast, we spoke about the uh, behavioral interviewing, mm-hmm. situational interviewing, and traditional interviewing. But ask some unconventional questions, like me, maybe talk a little bit about your facility and something that happened um, in the last week or so that was an issue, and ask the individual how how would they react to that situation. Mm-hmm. It's a real situation that occurred, and it's something they're not going to expect. So what then are you... If I'm trying to uh, take them out of the interview game, if I'm asking a question like that, I still sort of feel like they're saying, okay, what's the answer they're looking for? And they're going to try and give the best answer. How do I, is, do you have any tricks as to, as to how they can let their guards down and almost feel like they're more in a conversation and less in an interrogation? Right. And and maybe even as the peer interviewer, you're, uh-huh. you're a little nervous, uh-huh. right? You might be a little nervous right. because maybe it's your first or second time you're interviewing someone or you're just not ready. I mean, frankly, even when I've interviewed people lots of times, I'm still a little bit nervous interviewing people. And the interviewee might not realize that, but I think both sides are a then little bit. Then talk about something off topic. Okay. You know, bring something off topic like, hey, did you watch the VMA Awards on Sunday? Um, okay. Or, you know, how, would, how was that... Um, what was what was that football? What, what's that game it's called, called? The Super Bowl. But yeah, the see, I don't I don't watch that's, football. That's embarrassing. But, you know, <laughs> do we cut that out or do we leave that in there? I, that's that's kind of embarrassing. So I don't so, know. I don't watch football. So I, yeah, ask, I ask them. You know, so something unconventional in regards to maybe sports or something that's going on in the community. Um, you know, something that's, that's out in the news just to see how they would react to that. So you draw them into a conversation and make it conversational, uh, make it engaging, making, making, make it something different that they're not going to expect. Yeah. I think I, I love to ask questions that, um, that don't have a right or wrong answer where I'm not fishing for an answer. I, I know with a, a lot of our, um, with a lot of operations that that really push Caplico asking a question like you know what is your what is your favorite core value and there's no right or wrong answer there but it gets them a chance to just express themselves and and talk about themselves and and uh, I, I think that's good. I so, think it's also yeah. you know if you're going to talk about Caplico, it's also nice too as the peer interviewer to let them know how how does how do you or how does your facility 
um, foster some of those core values in, in, in everyday life at the facility when working and everything that they do. And that way it gives them an understanding of, okay, is this somewhere where I want to work at? And it also gives the interviewer an understanding, you know, is this person going to ask me questions? How what's their reaction to what I'm telling them in regards to so I think your my point is a, Caplico examples? I think your point is a good one. It's almost like the interviewee is also interviewing the interviewer because in the end, as an operation, we want them to want us. Right. As well, right? And so it's a chance to talk about yourself and, and talk about the operation, both strengths and shortcomings, and be real, just like we're asking the interviewee to be. And and I think once that happens, then then they feel like they're in a conversation and hopefully guards come down and they don't feel like they're just being interrogated and, and it and it becomes a, a, a two-way conversation. Exactly. No, it's a it's a great way to rebrand yourself in the community as the employer of choice. Yeah. You know, one question, uh, I, I hope this is an HR kosher question. One of the questions I like to ask in, in interviews is boom, boom, boom. is uh, I know, are you ready? HR ninja? Is is the question, um, what is the funniest practical joke you've ever played on somebody? And and sometimes it's funny to listen to the responses and realize, okay, they do have a great personality. There are funny things that happen. I here love and, that. And, and, <laughs> it reminds me of one. And, and yeah, so and, and and also how quickly they're able to come out with an answer, and, right? And it tells me a lot about the person. And you get to see them smile, and you get to see, you know, is it genuine? Is their laugh genuine? Is their yeah. smile genuine? Yep, I love that. Okay, all right, so. Hopefully through this conversation, they've somewhat let their guard down and and we can get to know the real them. But here's the thing. Sometimes I'm not sure what I'm looking for. I mean, honestly, I think I tend to just hire people that I would like to hang out with. (laughs) They seem cool. And, and And I have to ask myself, okay, what is it that I'm really looking for in this person for, for this position? And, and uh, how do I do that? What do you know, I know? It, it's all going to depend on the position that you're hiring for. And have you, as the interviewer, identified who, what, what type of candidate you, you're looking for? Uh-huh. You know, have you gotten together, maybe even with your administrator, maybe other department heads, to identify the ideal candidate for your facility? Mm-hmm. Maybe once you've done that, you start thinking of okay, what are some of, some of the traits or characteristics that we are looking for? Because we know that we know how to how to um, interview for their skills, right? We we know if they if they have the, if they're going to have the right skills or not. But also, you know, what else do they have? What else are they going to bring that we're going to ensure that? So, this so if you were interviewing, going, what character traits are you looking for? I want to know what what matters well, for sure, to I you. want someone that has a good personality, right? Okay. And I like to assess. You know, are they are they funny? Are they genuine? Because mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're a pretty big team. We we I want to make sure everyone's going to get along well. You know, is this person able to think outside the box? Depending on some of the questions of, of what I'm asking, yeah. um, are they able to think outside the box? And are are they what are they going to contribute to the team? Uh-huh. Um, and are they going to foster a team environment and have, um, you know, the team and and the operation in mind, or is it just going to be all about them? So how do I discover those traits? If I, I mean, rather than just saying, you know, you said you like to work with people that are funny. Mm-hmm. Are you funny? I mean, that's probably not a great question to ask in an interview. Or, or are you friendly? Obviously, uh, they're going to give the answer. 
that, that they think you want to hear, how do you discover if they actually have those Well, traits? that's when you ask your question of, you know, tell me, tell me about the last practical joke you, okay. you played on someone. Um, you know, we want to look for someone who's entrepreneurial, right? So tell me about um, if you had to start your own business, what kind of business would it be? Um, or if you had to open up your own store, what kind of store would it be, and and why? And see what see what they come up with. See what kind of ideas. So you they sort come of up with. discover their personality Ex- in the answers they give to those right. those questions. Uh, you know, one of the things I used to like to do, um, and I I, uh, I would count the number of times they would smile in an interview. And and five was my threshold. <laughs> I would I would see if they would <laughs> smile five times. If they didn't smile five times, because I'm thinking, okay, these are people that are going to be dealing with residents, and they're going to be dealing with family members, right. and and if they're not smiling with me in an interview when they're trying to sell themselves, how naturally are they going to be smiling with right, other people? Exactly. And so I I want to know if they're friendly. I, I like to observe if uh, if they are. Uh, Opening doors for people. I want. I want to. I want to gauge their courtesy. Right, and you know that's a good way to bring in and utilize your receptionist or other individuals yeah. that might be observing them while they're waiting in the lobby. Right? Are they smiling at the residents, um, or are they on their cell phone, right, and just ignoring everything that's going on around them? I think the receptionist is so key in this whole process oh, for sure. and training them what to look for and, and, and what they want to see in these candidates, what they want them to observe. T- tell me if this is okay. And, and if it's not, we'll, we'll cut this out of the podcast. I would like, <laughs> when, I, when I ran a, am I scaring you? When I, when I ran a skilled nursing facility, I would like to find very socially minded residents and and I would ask them to kind of hang out in the waiting room with the with the interviewing candidates and just engage them in conversation and get a perspective from them oh, on I love the candidate. That. Yeah, why That's not? Okay. Why okay. not? You know they're gonna be providing care to them. So yeah, we wanna make sure that, you know, the residents do have feel that this individual is someone that they're gonna get along with as well. Good, good. Okay, don't cut that from the podcast then. Let's let's keep that in there. I I, I just think, I think as many things as we can do to really find the genuine them, uh, I, I just I feel like that's important. Okay, so at some point I really need to start asking some interview questions, and like you said, behavioral questions might be good, situational, etc. Help me with some great questions that um, that I can ask in an interview. Well, for sure, you want to make sure that you ask them why they're leaving their um, current or why they left their prior employer. Um, Look for red flags on the application as well. Like if they omit dates of employment or omit the reason for leaving, um, ask them. You know, it's okay to it's okay to pry and ask them that. That's your opportunity to see if this person is going to be um, a right fit. you know, tell them to talk to you about their different experiences and which employer they like the best and why. Hmm. You know, especially if they worked in different skilled nursing facilities or different healthcare um, organizations, ask them why. You know, wh- why that particular um, employer, why was that their, their best experience? Um, let's see, recognition. Maybe they can um, share with you how they've um they were recognized with any prior employers so you could ask that question you you could say something like can you can you uh 
talk to me about any special recognition you got with your last employer. Yeah. That's an I, okay question Right. I mean, ask. why not? Why not find out if this person was employee of the month or if they yeah. received employee of the year? I know a lot of employers do that. Or if they say, yeah, they gave me a, a pin after working there for five years. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. Gives them a chance a, to talk about you know, themselves. It's little things like that that you could tell, okay, this, this, this um, candidate, if I hire them, they're, go- they're going to appreciate the little things. Uh-huh. A, a thank you will go a long way. What about behavioral questions like uh, uh, if they've ever had a conflict with a, with a coworker or with a boss or anything like that? What, what do you think about questions like that? Um, I think those questions will, will be great just to see what, t- what they would do in those situations, what they did and what, what they learned from it and how they would change it for future. If, if something were to occur like that, what, what would they do? And here's another one that, uh, that I wanted to ask you about. I, I, I like this one. Can you tell me about three residents from your past that you've worked with or three patients or, or whatever field you're in that, that you've taken care of and had a close relationship with? Um, can you ask a question like that to kind of get a feel for how quickly they answer, how, how naturally they answer something like that? Yeah, and to see if they remember their names, right? Maybe, at least maybe a first name. I mean, not that we want need, we, we don't need the full name. Right. But yeah, right. I had read, you know, Miss, Mrs. Green and out? she, you know, helped me with some of my skills in regards to um, dealing with difficult residents. Yeah. You know, she was a little hard to work with at first, but after work, working with her every day, I learned what she liked and what she didn't like. And I feel like as we ask those questions and have these conversations, it's now, now we're really starting to discover the real them. Exactly. Instead of, what are your they're, greatest they're opening strengths? Up. And what, yeah, they, they start to open up. Hopefully they open, and if they do open up, that's also telling me something about them, that they're very much in their natural element. And as they talk about these Exactly, because they're not they as nervous. With. They're not yeah. nervous anymore. And you're not nervous anymore either. As yeah. the interviewer, you're not nervous anymore. Everything's just fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I share? There, there's a couple other questions that I, I really like asking. Um, wh- one of my favorites is, can you share with me the nicest thing you've ever done with someone? When I ask a question like that, sometimes people just right off the bat have things come to their head and, and, and they, they're able to start talking. Well, it might be this or it might be that or I really felt good when I did this. Or if, if that question stumps them, then that worries me a little bit. Because in the end, I feel like I'm looking for moments of truth waiting to happen. And if there's somebody that just like to do nice things for people, I, I, I think it's a good question. Right. Uh, and the how-to questions are indicative of how their behavior is going to be in the workplace. What do you mean? What's a how-to question? Like, what like, do you mean by that? Like how, how would or um, not how-to, but the how questions uh-huh. um, would typically be indicators of how they're going to react at how they'll in be certain in this situations situation right. with, with your operation. I, I, I like this question. And who is the nicest person you know and why? Um, they get a chance to talk about somebody else. They're not bragging about themselves, but but I learn what they like in other people, what they admire in other people, and 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 what are things that they want to try and emulate and do they do they recognize niceness around right. them? Exactly. And yeah. they may not realize why I'm asking that question, but but uh, I, I and think it's And it's something a good they're one. not going to expect. Yeah, probably not. Ho- hopefully it's something that comes to their mind. If it doesn't come to their mind easily, that could be a red flag, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe 
a teacher, a parent, a relative, a neighbor? So here's, here's I'll just rattle off uh, uh, three more. Um, what are you most proud of? Is something I can get them to talk about. Uh, of all the work you've done, where have you been the most successful? I think that gives them a chance to really talk about their innate abilities. And then this question, uh, I'm not sure how I would tool it, but what motivates you? I like to ask the question of, you know, what is it that gets you out of bed in the morning and, and, and what drives you and, and see if I can get a feel for, um, you know, what, what, their, what their motivation is. Another good question, too, is, you know, what do you like to do for fun? That's something you don't hear anymore when you're interviewing. Nobody really asks that question. You know, you want to make sure this Because individual... they're probably thinking, why do you care? Well, we do because we want to make sure that you have a work-life balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what do you like to do for fun? You know, maybe they like gardening. So you can see, are there any commonalities? You know, is there anybody else in the, in, in the staff or any other staff members, you know, do they like gardening? You know, do we have a director of nursing that likes garden, gardening or any of these other um, hobbies that they might have? Then you can see, okay, you know what, they, they, they do have something yeah. in common with us. You know what I like about that, too, is that reminds me of uh, – uh, Lencioni's book, Three Signs of a Miserable Job. Um, and, and he talks about these three signs. One of them is irrelevancy. They, they need to know how they're relevant to the mission of, of the organization. One of them is immeasurement. They need to be able to measure if they're doing well or not. But the one you're speaking to now is anonymity. And even we're starting off in the interview knowing them beyond their job function. Right. We are knowing the real them. What do they do for fun? What are, what are their hobbies? And, and, and I think it helps establish a connection that, that hopefully carries through um, to their job, you know, there with, with your operation. Yeah, and it's great, you know, to ask those questions and take, make, note, make note of that. Yeah. Because if you do hire this individual, right, and they like gardening, wouldn't it be nice on their first day you give them a little plant, something that they can... Yeah they can plant in their garden that way they feel like oh wow they they actually remembered this yeah i i think again that that also uh goes right in line with our focus book i mean it goes in line with so many books that we read and 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 study but uh leadership and self-deception we're treating them as people not as a position or a function um it is you know, everything we're talking about now has to do with Jim Collins, uh, good to great. And we're first who, then what? And, and we believe so much in finding the right people and getting the right, getting them in the right seats on the bus. And the reality is sometimes we just don't know how to do that. And we don't know how to find the right people. And we're not sure what to do in our interviews. So before going, do you have any final words of wisdom for our interviewers that, that want to be better and that, that want to really just be good at finding and identifying the right people for the right seats on the bus? Yeah, I mean, just really take your time interviewing your your candidate, you know, be prepared, make, take notes, and treat them the way you would want to be treated in an interview, right? You know, we touched a little bit on that. Treat them like a, like a person, right? Not just like another candidate coming in, they have a heartbeat, let's hire them. Yeah. No, treat them like a person, the way you would want to be treated in an interview, and really take the time to get to know them. Yeah, you know, the thing I like about that, sometimes I, th- I think we feel like we need to do it quickly because we just want to get them on board and, and uh, you know, we, we, we want these people to come join our organization. As you say, take time to interview them. 
I think that helps establish the relevancy to them. They know how important finding the right person is to us. And, and if we take that time to carefully ask questions and, and have in-depth conversations with them, we are telling them how important their function is to our operation. Right. And continuing those conversations, not just at the interview, but maybe in a, a week after they start, yeah. follow up with them and have a genuine conversation. How was your first week? Yeah. That's great. Uh, Raquel, thank you. We, we, we always talk about how we want to be the best in the world at finding and developing talent and, and leaders. And the interview is going to help us get started on the right foot. So thank you for your time, your expertise, and your ninja-like skills. Thanks, Clay. Thanks, Clay.